Today we talk about what does it mean when an egg is mature and why does it matter? I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. One of the scariest parts of IVF is getting the reports. You end up doing your retrieval. You find how many eggs you have. But what you don't know is how many of those eggs are mature. Sure, your doctor may have an idea of how many he expects to be mature or she thinks will be mature, but that doesn't mean that they know how many will be mature. And so the reason this is scary is because you may get 15 eggs but then find out that only 10 were mature. And only the mature eggs can be fertilized. So today I want to talk about why are they the only ones that can be fertilized and what does it even mean when an egg is mature? The definition of an egg being mature means that it has completed its final stage of development and is ready to be released from the egg, which we call ovulation, and then to fuse with sperm. So let's talk about that development. Eggs and sperm undergo a process called meiosis. Mitosis, which most people are familiar with, is how cells divide and they divide equally. Whereas in meiosis, the goal of meiosis is to actually divide unequally to eventually end up with only half of the number of chromosomes. This then allows an egg with half the chromosomes and the sperm with half the chromosomes to combine to make an embryo with a complete set of chromosomes. The phases of meiosis is meiosis 1, prophase 1, metaphase 1, anaphase 1, and telophase 1. The second portion of meiosis is prophase 2, metaphase 2, anaphase 2, and telophase 2. Immature eggs, which are just primary oocytes, which are in the ovaries, are stuck in the first phase of meiosis in prophase. When an egg matures, what happens is it finishes the first phase of meiosis and then goes into the second stage of meiosis, but stops at the metaphase 2 portion of meiosis 2. Then, only when sperm enters the cell, does the egg undergo the completion of meiosis 2, at which point it then makes an embryo. When they say your eggs are immature, what they're saying is, is that when they pulled the eggs out, they were still in meiosis one. But now let's discuss what does it mean to be immature mature? I mean, are we talking about that these eggs are now old enough to go out on a date or drink alcohol? Well, of course not. That's not what we're talking about maturity. What we're really talking about is the stages of development. But what's interesting is, is that when we think of maturity, it actually does have some analogies with age and maturity. So how can doctors be wrong or how are they right? How are they figuring this out? Well, we use a couple things. What we know is, is that when the follicles get larger, they have more likelihood of being mature. Now, it doesn't mean if a follicle is large, it will be mature. It just means it has more probability of being mature. And the same goes if the follicle is small, let's say 12 millimeters, 
then there's a higher chance that it's going to be immature and not be usable. And that's the part I talked about in the beginning. Why maturity is so important is because if it's not mature, it cannot be fertilized. And so really, it doesn't matter if you make a billion eggs. If you only have 10 mature, you only have 10 eggs to use. The important part here in talking about this analogy of age and maturity is that just like in real life, we all know people who are young, maybe 15 years old, who are quite mature for their age. And we think, wow, that's basically a grown adult type of mentality. We also know people who are 25, 26, who have the mentality of a 15-year-old, and we say they're not mature for their age. And so if you met someone and they told you that someone was 25, you'd say, oh, they're probably mature. But that doesn't guarantee they're going to be mature. Just like if you meet someone who's 15, you're probably going to expect them to be immature. But it doesn't guarantee they're going to be immature. And the same thing happens with eggs. Even though there's this association between eggs being larger, being the follicles, and being mature, sometimes people go to retrieval and they don't have as many mature as we thought they would. And on the same token, I've seen women where they might have two lead follicles are around 18, 20 millimeters. And then they have like a 12 millimeter follicle and it comes back mature. And so just like in life, when we meet someone who is older or younger, they don't always follow the pattern we expect with maturity. And the same thing occurs with eggs. Now, there are different schools of thoughts when it comes to determining maturity. Some doctors use just size. Other doctors will use size plus estrogen levels. I tend to use both. Size is a good predictor of maturity, but I like to make sure that the estrogen lines up with the number of eggs. For example, if you had four follicles that were mature, I would expect the estrogen at minimum to be in the 400 range at least. If the estrogen level was only 100, I would be concerned they're not mature yet and would probably give them another day. Now, not every doctor does that, and that doesn't make them wrong. Every doctor feels comfortable with the method they use, and they usually do it very well with that method. I just tend to use both. So you'll hear some people talk about, well, maybe I got triggered too soon. And that's true. If you're triggered too early and the follicles were not mature, you are going to have fewer usable eggs. And so it would make sense then that shouldn't we just let all of them get big and bigger and bigger because bigger is better? But the reality is no. Matter of fact, there is a point where the follicles get too large that there might even be concerns because remember, we're not letting these things ovulate naturally. We're giving medications to prevent ovulation, which means we could be keeping them in that follicle much longer than they ever intended to be in life. and then we then force them to ovulate. So there's concern that maybe we could be harming the eggs by keeping them in that environment too long. And so many of us don't like to go above certain measurements. I tend to never go above 22 unless it's just a lead follicle. I tend to be between 15 and 20 from my follicle measurements. Other doctors, especially in studies, will usually wait till two follicles are 18 millimeters. And once you have two follicles or 18 millimeters, they'll usually trigger you. Other doctors use a 50% rule where they say, well, as long as there's two that are mature above 18 and 50% of the eggs are above 15 millimeters, they will trigger as well. 
In the end, there is no wrong or right. The important part of this podcast was to talk about what is maturity, why is it important, and how does your doctor figure out when to trigger you based off these things. The other portion I wanted to discuss is how they can be wrong. Your doctor didn't do anything wrong. Just like when you met someone who was 25 and you thought, oh my God, they're so immature. There was nothing wrong in your assumption. It's just that not everyone follows the rule. The same thing occurs when people go through IVF. Sometimes when we retrieve those eggs, we expect them to be mature and they're not. And the next thing to do then is if you do another IVF cycle, is then you can go and say, I'm going to wait another day. Even if I'm ready to trigger, I'm going to wait one more day because I know this patient doesn't do as well and needs the follicles to be bigger for us to have mature eggs. So next time you hear that someone had 25 eggs but only three embryos, the real question you have to ask is, how many of those eggs were mature? Because if they started with 25 eggs, but only 10 were mature, then the most they would have ever had is 10 anyways, because you can't fertilize the immature eggs. And so those 10 embryos may only lead to a few embryos at the end. But if all 25 were mature and were fertilized, then that would be a poor outcome. And so when you're looking at the outcome, it's important to know how many were mature and then how many fertilized. Hopefully this was helpful for some of you going through IVF or just wondering, yeah, how do they know they're mature? Like, is my doctor just psychic or how are they figuring this out? Now, you know, we use size, we use estrogen levels. And like I've said in other podcasts, you really can't compare yourself between patients because every patient is slightly different. There are protocols where you use Vimara, which is also called letrozole, that can artificially lower your estrogen levels. And so in that situation, you can't look at estrogen levels. Same thing with follicular size. There are sometimes between different ultrasonographers or different doctors that they can measure slightly different. And so you can't really compare size. You just have to compare yourself to the same doctor who's doing the ultrasounds. Hopefully this was helpful and everyone loved it. As always, I really appreciate everyone that gives us good reviews. If you love us, tell your friends about us and give us a five-star review on your podcast medium that you use. If you ever want me to do a topic, please send it to tbft at newdirectionfertility.com. That's tbft like Taco Bell Fertility Tuesday at newdirectionfertility.com. And I'll put that on one of my list of things to do. Until next week, this is Taco Bell Fertility Tuesday.